Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for another episode of Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Yours truly, Seth Goatsing and Jim Francis bring you an episode weekly. Today, we are so honored and privileged to have a great singer-songwriter, a virtuoso of the music, if you will. Her name is Kiki Ba. How are you, Kiki? Hey, Seth. I'm good. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. How are you feeling today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. Not very few people care what I, how I feel. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. Thanks. Doing really well. Um, we cool, did have a cool. fire up here. I got to tell you, we had a fire up here right in the valley, and there was a fire not far from us. It's a Panion Canyon fire that uh, that started raging like crazy for the last couple of days. I think it's it might be under control. I'm not quite sure, but um, I, last time I checked, it doesn't smell like smoke anymore. There is. Yesterday was raining ashes. So, um, oh boy, that's so scary. Yeah, it really is. So I don't know what part of town of LA you're you're in, but. Um, I got to tell you, it was really awful for the last couple of days, the air quality. So we stayed indoors and um, oh. we do have um, we do have a uh, <clears throat> uh, a purifier. So it filters sort of like an air filter of sorts and it filters out the bad air. So that was nice. But anyway, tell me, how are you doing this morning? OK, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you so much. No, I, I don't live up there in the valley. To the airport so we don't usually right. get a lot of fires but i do see it on the news every now and then you you guys get a lot of fires up there maybe because of oh, all the trees and yeah it kind of looks like, a, like a forest and it's super yeah. hot in the valley it's always oh. been hotter than it is by Anywhere the else. by the ocean yeah that is so yeah. true yeah I'll I'm trade good. You places. I'm having a wonderful day <laughs> i'll trade you places uh -huh. <laughs> no, no no thank you uh-uh uh-uh <laughs> no no, no. I, I, I am excited. Oh, tell me about three languages. You speak Spanish, French, and English. How did that happen? Exactly. Where, do you, okay, where were you so born? Okay, so basically, I was born and raised in France, but I lived in England for nine years before coming here to the States. So I feel somehow a stronger connection to England than I do, you know, with France. And right. so basically in France, you have to learn a couple of languages. It's just part of the curriculum. You don't really have a choice. 
And wow. so what I did, aha, uh -huh, I know, they're very, very strict on that. So what I did is uh, I, I chose a couple of languages. I chose English. And a couple of years later, I moved to uh, Spanish. But it wasn't enough for me to have like a proper conversation with anyone. If you want to be fluent, you kind of have to like mingle with the people, you know, with mm -hmm. the locals. And so the sure. good thing is, oh, yeah. And so I came here to LA and I was like, okay, so there's, there's a huge uh, community that speaks Spanish. So let, let me try a little something with them. And then in two months, I was, I was already fluent. Just in two That's months. Amazing. That is incredible. So you seem to know the shortcut to learning a language. So I'm going to send everyone that wants to learn Spanish to, to Kiki. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I know a few tricks. <laughs> we want to hear more about um, your upbringing. So you were you raised with like strong, you know, leadership and very strict parents or what were they like? Okay, so I was raised by my mom, my mom only. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't have a connection with uh, my father. Uh, I've never met him, but I had such a, a strong mother. She was really intelligent. She passed away in 2008, by I'm the sorry. way. Wow. Mm, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, very difficult, extremely painful, um, losing a member of your family. I mean, especially the mother when, yeah. you know, this is the only person who's raised you. And even though I come from a big family, it's it's still difficult to this day. But right. many brothers I can and sisters tell you, you that, oh boy, we are seven. So I have three sisters and three brothers. But the good Are thing you is, the when youngest? you come from a big, you know what? I'm the second to the last. Oh wow, that's so awesome. yeah. So I I wasn't I wasn't the spoiled one because usually the youngest is the one who's being spoiled, yeah. right? The, the most last. in the so family. You, I, I was the second to the last, so there was no no <laughs> special treatment for Kiki. Okay. No, none okay. of that. All right. But we're gonna spoil yeah. you now. I think I think your fans are starting to spoil you. I hear, and and that's a good thing. So that you're gonna have plenty good. of, yeah. You'll be pampered from here on out and out. So don't worry. Um, I want to know what was it like living in in your house? And wait, before we go uh, any further, what's your last name? Bot. Tell us its origin and and you know what what does it mean? Okay, so. My real name is Kikangala Kibinda, which is very African. My people are from the Congo. I have awesome. really a really strong connection to uh, the African continent and to the Congo. You know, mm -hmm. I grew up listening to a lot of African music. We have this particular genre that we call Ndombolo. And it's mm -hmm. a, a mix. Yeah, there's elements of when I listen to like dancehall and reggaeton, I can yeah. truly feel, yeah, the influence of the, the Africans. And so Kiki Bai is just a stage name, really. Uh, everybody calls me Kiki. Yeah, everybody calls me Kiki because Kikangala is kind uh -huh. of a, a mouthful, right? Yeah. So basically, yeah. I only get called right. Kikangala when I'm in trouble with the law. When uh -oh. people know me, yeah. <laughs> when people know me personally, they call me Kiki. You know, Have when you, I'm in trouble with the law, it's Kikangala. I like calling you Kiki. It sounds awesome. It's very catchy, and I'm glad you named yourself Kiki. Not that I think you ought to always be proud of your of your name and its origins. Um, with that said, have you been in trouble with the law before? 
You mentioned never, that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, <laughs> nothing too serious. That was only a hypothetical thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Nothing too serious. I know how right, to be. Good girl. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. We're, we're very, um, you know, happy to have you on because, you know, the fact that you're inspiring all these newer generations of artists coming up right behind you. Um, and, and tell me, how did you, okay, let's see. Um, what, when did you realize my voice is, is different? Like I actually have a voice that can make me money, a voice that can serenade people. How did you, or did somebody in passing say, Hey, by the way, your voice is really good. You ought to like be a singer. Uh -huh. It's, it's really interesting because I really, I fell in love with music. I want to say at about the age of 12, I've always been into the art. I've always felt a strong connection to the film industry and the music industry and all that. So it kind of started when I was six years old, but it's really when I turned 12 that I really wow. realized that this was going to be something I was going to get involved with and this was going to be my career. I would be playing outside, sometimes with my friends, sometimes by myself. And when you're a singer, you know, you just sure. want to sing all the time. The same thing when you're sure. a songwriter, you just want to write songs and stuff like that. So I would be out there and I would be singing and people would be like, you know, you do have a voice. You should do something about this. And sometimes I'd be by myself and then people that don't didn't even know me would be passing by and they would tell me, you yeah. you, you have a you have a really nice voice. You know, you should yeah. look into doing something with your voice because you've got you've got talent. And then sure, no. yeah, and then you know, life sort of happened. So I, I kind of got pulled away from music for a little while, but then I I managed to find my way back into the world of music and I'm so glad I did. I'm, I, we're glad you did also, and I'll tell you why. My partner and I, we, we love your golden voice, and there was a track you sent us. Uh, it's called, is it Slap? It's called Clap. Clap. I kept saying, for some odd reason, Slap. And then it's Clap, <laughs> Clap. Okay, you guys, this please. Somebody. It's clarified. Yeah, I want to slap somebody right now. <laughs> no, that's what the song is about. No. <laughs> It's funny, right? But the, the name of the song is Clap. So we cleared the air. Clarification. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. I said slap. It's clap. Okay? Exactly. So clap. C-A-C-L-A-P. Okay. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be. How did you create that masterpiece, by the way? Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad you like the song. So what happens is that... I, unfortunately, I don't play any instrument. So what I do is I would go onto this this very hot website called airbit.com. And there's a bunch of producers that would just uh, put up their beats and instrumentals for sale. And so what I, what I would do is I would go onto this website and just listen to different beats until I hear something that really, really gets my attention. And this particular track started you know to play and i just fell in love with it i thought it sounded very african the beat reminds me of a few songs that come from the congo so i thought okay you know what i really want to do something with it and the beauty of 
listening to a great beat is that it sort of in a way talks to you right away you can feel a connection yeah. and you know if it's going to work exactly so you start writing and you start rhyming and you're like clap 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 if you want to know clap 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 the magic all it comes naturally you don't even have wow. to think about it the words just start you it's know flowing yeah yeah and it's that particular beat i was listening to that just helped me create this song which i think is wonderful I think so too. I think more people ought to listen to your song, which is why we have you on our fantastic podcast, Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver, because we'd like more people to venture down that rabbit hole and, and of your your you know your talent and get to discover such beauty, you know. Um your your mom is she's was she supportive of your career choice, by the way? Oh, yeah. My mom, she was the kind of person that taught us that we could do and be anything we wanted to be. She was a true African warrior, a world traveler. She lived in Moscow in her youth. Can you imagine? Back in those days, wow. she was born in 1949. Wow. I know, right? She was born in 1949. So she was super young when she went to Moscow. And she's the kind of person, she was the kind of person that would just, uh, you know, push you to do great things like nothing was impossible yeah right. yeah i mean a woman who raised seven kids by herself you know she's the kind of person yeah. she's going to support you no matter what it, you decide enough, to do enough said huh just like that's a lot i mean we're doing having done that and you guys all turned out pretty well i can imagine yeah. um you know so i have to tell you you're a gifted talented singer is there anything apart from that that you do are you also have you thought about or consider the possibility of dabbling into acting or maybe or modeling or anything it's interesting because i thought to myself i really need to do something that's going to help me get out of my comfort zone i really wanted exactly. to challenge myself and so i started i want to say probably about a year and a half ago or like a couple of years ago i started watching a lot of videos on youtube about those actors that would give you some tips and advice on how to be a great actor and so i uh -huh. looked into it and i yeah and i was like you know what i want to do something that's challenging and that's so different from music because i'm really comfortable when it comes to music i know this is my thing but let me try to do something that's different and so i started auditioning i i even got booked and I don't wow. consider myself, yeah, I don't consider myself to be an actress, but I thought, okay, well, let me try to apply what I have learned through those videos and see how, how things go for me. And they've been going pretty well. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. That's, that's fantastic. You know, when, when you, when you venture out of your comfort zone, like you just finished um, describing to us. It's uh, magic truly happens. All the stars are lined up for you and God comes through and, and makes it so that, you know, you have a way. Um, I, I'm very, I'm, you know, it's, it's like just listening to you. I feel inspired already. Um, and there are a lot of people I'm sure that, you know, they'll listen to this podcast and be inspired as a result of, you know, you, what you've said and stuff. And, and, and it's just, it's great to, to um to bring this kind of energy and you seem like very dynamic energy like a dynamic personality that's great um i wanted to ask you now uh training wise for singing were you did you learn to sing like you already were gifted with the golden voice i get it but we also have to try to polish our voice um did you also go on youtube and learn how to do like some of the warm-ups 
or was there somebody who in your life, like a coach and a singer or someone that, that helped you? Okay. When it comes to singing, I, I'd never felt that I needed to go on YouTube and, 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 you know, like try to learn from other singers, but I did notice that I needed help with, uh, in terms of confidence, because sometimes it can be really, really challenging to sing in front of a lot of people. There are a lot of people who suffer from, uh, stage fright. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, the very first time I got up on stage, I was 26 years old. The very first time I got up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was 26 years old. And I remember at the time I was living in England and I had this amazing person in my life, boyfriend slash friend. And so I just, I would tell him, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. It's funny the way the brain works, you know, like I would be, right. I would be thinking all those negative things in my head and he'd be like, just relax. Just, just go, just, just don't think about anything else. So it was kind of a process. I'm not going to lie to you. And Mm -hmm. so we went to this place called the Centurion. Oh boy. I remember that bar, beautiful, yeah, beautiful bar. I don't think you'll ever the- forget that first time, right? <laughs> right. Most definitely stands out forever. Yeah. Uh huh. In in the city of Newcastle, and it brings back a lot of beautiful, beautiful memories. So you this place get, kind of looks- forget, uh-huh. before before you go any further. I'm I'm sorry, and I normally never like to cut off people off, but because you said you you had brought up the whole stage fright, were you? Do you still get stage fright? And then you can continue your story. Oh, no, I don't get stage fright anymore. Like, it's been years since the last time I had uh, stage fright. It was just at the very beginning. But I do get, I do get nervous, you know, like, before getting up on stage, you're like, oh, okay, because it's so important to me. So I'm like, I don't want to, excuse me, I don't want to be, be, I don't want to, even though sometimes, right, it can happen. Anything can happen. You can trip and fall. Young lady, curve your curve your language people are listening <laughs> you can you're absolutely right about that. I, I cut myself no, seriously. you're good Anything you're like you're 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 excellent you catch yourself i wish i could <laughs> just go fuck okay wait i caught myself i don't want to say that anymore no oh <laughs> too late yeah so so you're yeah, saying I your story you get on on stage the first time and then what happens okay so it you know, it was kind of a process. So we went there and I remember they used to have an open mic night session every Wednesday. So first Wednesday, I'm here with my boyfriend and we're listening to uh, all those great acts. And I tell him, I don't think I can do it. So he says, OK, that's fine. So we go back another third Wednesday and same thing. And the third Wednesday, I finally got found the courage to go to the uh, organizer and I just told him, okay, you know what? I sing and I, I really want to sing tonight. And so he started playing on the guitar a little something. And then we uh, rehearsed together in, in I don't know, like there was like some kind of a corridor that would lead to the bathroom. So we were there and it was quiet and that made me feel comfortable. And then I got up on stage with him. And I remember thinking as I started singing, I remember thinking, is that it? I can do that. It's not that big of a deal. There you go. And yeah, and from that moment on, the satisfaction that it brought me, just being able to overcome something that I thought I could never, ever do for whatever reason, 
Right. And then I was finally doing it. And it, it was just so wonderful. What a beautiful experience. It it's yeah. beautiful when, when, when you actually, isn't it? Like when you have these preconceived notions of something's going to go one way, but then when you literally began to do it, no sooner that that happened that you realize, you know what? Holy shit. It's not that hard. It really exactly. isn't. As, as... <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I totally concur with you. I, you know, I've done, you know, stand up, I've done different stuff. And I've also sung, you know, I've sang in the past when I've in the, in the shower. But at one point, you know, when you when you go out there with friends back in the olden days and we did some karaoke and, and we were all hammered, you know, like crazy. And mm -hmm. so we got up there. I thought I thought I was Axl Rose or from Guns N' Roses or like Elvis and, and all like, you know, Frank Sinatra, all three in one, you know. But because mm -hmm. because after a while, you just don't care, you know, inhibitions to the wind. But that's a different story. That's when you're drunk. So I would not um, I, I honestly don't advise anyone to go on stage when they're drunk. Um, oh, but no. it, it really is. It is a great feeling to accomplish something as little as overcome stage fright. They say that if you're not nervous, you're not really living. You're not alive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's OK to have your nerves and, and whatnot. But. But it's also okay to take that first step. Like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. We're talking to oh. Kiki Ba, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you rock. Um, well, who you. are who are your like your musical, you know, uh, influences uh, growing up or even now? Like who who were the who was that motor that pushed you and said, I want to be a lot like her, but my own version Did of her. For me, it's it's always been such a, a tough question because there's just so many talented performers out there, so many great singer-songwriters out there. I was raised in a house that was very eclectic, and so we would listen to a lot of African singers that you've probably never heard of. Uh, but yeah. the different, yeah, they definitely influenced me. Just like a lot of other people as well, I'm going to say that Michael Jackson, right, Absolutely. right, was definitely uh, a James person Brown. who, right, definitely the kind of people that made me want to become an artist. This one, one morning, because back in the day, whenever Michael Jackson would have a concert, we would sure. be talking about this on the news. Like this was the news of the month. Everybody would be talking about this, every single reporter on TV. And mm -hmm. I remember they would they would tell us, okay, so Michael Jackson's going to be live in let's say Turkey uh, at the end of this week, and we're gonna be broadcasting live, blah, blah, blah. So it was such a big deal. And so what my mom would do, because she'd always loved music, she would record, she would tape his concerts while we were in bed and then in the morning we would watch it all together and wow. is, is this pre this is yeah. pre uh internet right this is like oh yeah yeah like when yeah. i was a kid, when i was a kid like the internet wasn't wasn't a thing at the time i, I don't think so <laughs> so precursor to the internet it was the only the news for those young folks out there um, we didn't have these internet outlets that would right. let us know who's going to be performing. So, oh, yeah, yeah. The there was no Facebook, no Instagram, none of, none of that uh, stuff. None of that. Exactly. So yeah. we, basically those reporters, yeah, they were the the people who would uh, break the news to us. Uh, different times. Beautiful yeah. times. And you would Beautiful record time. it, right? You were recording your VHS? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <More> cassette. <laughs> and, oh, cassette. Yeah. And so that's what my phone would did, do. And I, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny because you and I were parallels. When I was a kid, I used to record music from the radio, you know, like we'd have cassettes and record from the radio. I remember that too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's great. The, the good <laughs> great. old days. Great times. Sure. Good old days. Absolutely. So I want to know a little bit now, um, you know, you, you're you're now um, doing great things. And, and, and I'm happy that you're in Los Angeles because this is Tinsel Towns, a place where things happen, even though, you know, it's fair to say that now anyone that can take a phone has a phone and can record themselves anywhere in the boondocks, mm -hmm. out of the corner of you know, the other side of the world. There's there's no. Um, sign of any of, of humans you can actually film mm -hmm. yourself and and become an overnight success story right so but but you're in the right place you're now in the right place um do you think like nowadays how's the music industry changed in terms of like the studios remember before it was like they just you had to go to studios and that sort of thing but nowadays it seems like a lot of people can sort of do it yourself sort of deal you know, where you kind absolutely. of up things. Absolutely. The beautiful thing is that we are living in a world of technology. And so it's a lot easier for independent artists to get their material out there. Anybody can put their songs on YouTube, iTunes, Amazon, iHeart. It's just so accessible for us and it's beautiful. I record songs with very talented producers, sound engineers that have homemade recording studios. That's amazing. Wow. So basically you don't even have to go to any of those big expensive recording studios anymore. All you can do is just go online and Google affordable recording studios. And some people would, I mean, they can record you from their bathroom from what I heard. You yeah. know, so it's yeah. yeah it's how did you know I was doing it in the bathroom? I'm now sitting um on the toilet recording this this episode. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot a lot can be done in a closet. That's for sure. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's fascinating. We're living in in the technology world where um things that you know that you didn't think possible are now possible at the touch of our fingertips so it's pretty fascinating right kiki oh yeah i love it i really really do and that's why there's so many great singers out there and we hear about them most importantly because when you listen to the radio depending on the radio stations you're listening to i listen to a lot of um there's this i think it's 88.1 or 88.9 what is that kj oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, they play a lot of 88, uh, 88 point. Okay, so 88.1, it's uh K jazz, it, it's 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 jazz, right? And at times it has um, like it broadcasts from like Long Beach, Long Beach uh, uh state or something, I think. And it mm -hmm. plays a variety of music, right? Depending on who's on, is that what happens, right. right? And then there's another one where they play a lot of world music, and I think it's 88.9, yeah. I think that's the other one. I, I think I'm yeah. mistaken. So 88.1 is the jazz. 88.9 is the one where you get different influences, like independent radio. Yeah. Right? Almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how yeah, cool absolutely. is that? How cool is that? I it's love fantastic. it. Uh -huh. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's the beauty, beauty 
oh yeah, living in a world of technology, it has its its ups and downs. You know, there's some good sides to it, some bad sides. But when it comes to music, we are in a position to take full advantage of it and we can get our songs out there to the public directly. So, so somebody that's listening, like let's just say um, people are getting inspired by what you're saying. How can someone start, like whether it be a, a young man or young woman that wants to start and in your footsteps to try to create music, mm -hmm. what would you suggest they start with? Okay, so the way I've always seen it is that you want to be as independent as you can be. So if you can at least write your own material, if you can play an instrument, if you can be as independent as you can, then you already have one one foot in the door. And then it's a lot easier for you to just record yourself. You can record yourself on your phone initially and then you start with a, a YouTube channel. Or sure. you can just try to hook up with, um, you know, producers slash sound engineers and record stuff professionally and then upload your material and try to sell it on all those different platforms that uh, are blessing the, uh, the world of the Internet. But it's important to be, I would think, as independent as you can be. So that way you have creative... Um, control yeah. over your, your productions, yes, or why? Yeah. why and then also, you want to get royalties, you want to get royalties, you want to get paid for you know, people are listening to your music, so you, you, you want to make a living out of it. And as a songwriter, right. a singer songwriter, mm -hmm. you do make a living out of your passion because every time your songs are being played on the radio, every time somebody wants to use one of your songs in a film in a documentary, you're getting paid for it. Even if it's not a lot of money, but it's it's still something that can help. And so I think it's important because at the end of the day, I, and I love music so much, really, if, if I were in it just for the money, I would have quit a long time ago. I'm in yeah. it because I love being an artist, but you also want to be able to make a living out of your passion. And so it's important right. to be as independent as you can be. That's the way I see it. Now everybody is different. Some people love to do covers and covers only, right? Yes, I've noticed that also. That's also true. Now in today's society, a lot of folks tend to go that route instead. Um, well, I, you know, in, in it's it's interesting that one of the things you mentioned that it's great to be independent. Um, you sort of have your own music, and then you're able to to decide where it's going to go next versus if someone else takes control of it, like a music label, not always, but they sort of have the kind of a say-so in it and you're, you kind of are binded to a contract. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which can be depending on the clauses that they have in the contract. Every contract is different, right. but there are a lot of people, unfortunately, I mean, some famous people back in the day, I'm, t I'm thinking uh, TLC, remember? TLC sure. that they were they the were kind of chasing after waterfalls yeah right great band yeah. great voices beautiful women and they were they had this amazing career they would go on tour but they didn't have the the rewards the financial rewards right yeah they'd been cheating yeah, the financial means yeah they didn't and this the same could be said about a lot of different bands boy bands specifically where yeah. they they got this this overnight success uh quote unquote and they were on tour and they're just looking 
like a million dollars, but mm-hmm. very few had any money to their name, and um, which is why they a lot of times they disbanded. You'd have a couple that are very successful, like in sync and exactly. and um, Backstreet Boys, to name a few. But you're right. Was at times it's 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 just this golden opportunity that's presented to you, and mm-hmm. it looks really fantastic because the platter's made out of gold, but when it's all said and done, sometimes you end up signing yourself over to the devil and then you end up getting the short end of the stick. So it's very yeah. important that yeah. we do our homework and we listen to Kiki and we start um, we start small, um, put your your stuff out there in YouTube, um, Cyberland. You could do um, Facebook would be it. What else is there's so many like outlets nowadays. That oh, are, yeah. That are great. yeah. There's Reverb, Reverb Nation. Is that like I'm a little confused. Is that for an established artist only, or there's no, SoundCloud? No, there's SoundCloud too. SoundCloud, Reverb Nation. I'm I'm not really familiar with it. I did try one day to create an account, but I never really used it. Um, mm. I think it's pretty much for anybody. I like Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Instagram is a pretty cool platform too. I believe you can meet a lot of interesting people yeah. on Instagram, and then very often. You know, if you're interested in in auditioning, um, they would have you know different ads. They'd be running ads on Facebook and Instagram. So I think these two are they're still pretty good because you want to get out there and you want to collaborate with other people. And so who do you see yourself collaborating with on stage and and you know singing side by side with or or, or with projects? So, who do you see yourself on stage? Mm, I do like male artists, like male voices, and so yeah. I like the combination. Yeah, I like the combination of the two. Uh, sure. I'm very eclectic. So a person like, for example, I could see myself do a duet with uh, Blake Shelton. Oh, that's fantastic! That's yeah. great. Yeah, my girl is a huge Blake Shelton fan, and she's turned me on to him. And I was already um you know, into like no doubt back in the day when they did the ska music and that sort of mm. thing. Um, so I was into Gwen Stefani many years ago, but I do, I have to say that the music, the combination with the voices is just pure mag- magic, and, um, nothing less of a yeah. um, brilliant. Um, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, you were almost out of time, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, wow. We have just a few minutes, but but I, I, I would like to invite you back to come back at some point because I know you're going to be uh, working on a different projects. What are some of the things you're working at now that you want to share with us? Okay. And where so can we I find you? Find Instagram and, and that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Everything is under my stage name, Kikiba, K-I-K-E-E-B-A-H. So I am on Facebook and Instagram. I do a little bit of Twitter. And uh, I'm also on YouTube and most platforms. So if you want to check out my stuff, my music, you can go on iTunes, Amazon, basically anywhere they sell music. And you'll be able to hear a little bit of uh, what I do. I'm really excited because I have a meeting with a cinematographer that I've worked with recently. He shot the music video for my song, Them Things. And I am going to release the video officially sometime this week it's gonna be sexy it's gonna be dark and it's going to be i'm really excited about this them things a beautiful song in spanglish 
that is going to rock the charts hopefully soon. It will. It will. All the best to you. Um, and and also, where where um, uh, very very uh, uh, you know, and briefly, uh, what uh, what motivated you to create um, clap, and and how did you draw inspiration for that particular song track? Okay, so it's just uh, the beat. The beat was talking to me, and. Uh, as soon as I listened to it, I fell in love with it. It sounded very, very African, very almost, almost dancehall, almost Jamaican. It sounded very ethnic. I think that's the word I was looking for. And so I thought, okay, let me come up with something. And right away, I started um, BSing around, <laughs> thinking about right. some boy. Right, thinking about some 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 dude that I was going to seduce and he was going to fall for me and he already fell for me anyway. And so that was what... <laughs> what, what, what <laughs> that is that was your what boyfriend? Is your boyfriend right across from you and you're laughing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so it's just... Yeah, it's, it's a fun song. I really, I really like it and I'm glad you like it too. And the video is pretty cool. You've seen yeah, it, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Saw some of it. I closed my eyes because, you know, my girl said, close your eyes. You're not allowed to see uh, other girls. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, it was a great video. And I really liked uh, the song um, in, on the whole. It's great. It's a great um, uh, production. So that's our time. I want to thank everyone for, once again, tuning in for Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Kiki Ba, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again, Kiki. We'll be in touch. Uh, many blessings and uh, keep us posted. Okay. God bless Thank you. Take you. care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.